If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Leading off, Luis, Major League Baseball is going to experiment with something new this year, and they're calling it Home Run Derby X. Wow, what a name. So I'm going to put you on the spot here, Luis. Could you tell us a little (laughs) bit about Home Run Derby X since you were just reading about it? Well, listen, Manny, from what I could gather from this very lengthy article by uh, Michael Clare Mm. on MLB.com, is that this isn't really a home run derby. Okay. It's sort of like a mixed bag of former MLB talent. And what I'm assuming, I haven't really looked at everybody's profiles, but I'm assuming they're affiliated with baseball in some sense. Uh, some of them are dubbed superstar, while the former MLB players are dubbed MLB legends. Mind you, Nick mm. Swisher is the New York Yankee MLB legend. So do with that information whatever you want. Uh, and it looks like they're trying to emulate MVP baseball 2005 where you would hit in, you would be in training mode or it was like a, a game mode and you would hit targets in the field. There would be like a L screen at first or something and like a little ramp in the outfield. Um, but then it also looks like they're closing the field. So it's not a, you know, it's not a regular baseball diamond with uh it looks like they are shortening the foul poles and it the length of the field ranges from 280 feet to 320 all the way mm. to dead center. Um, 320 dead center. It that's what it looks like here but you know I can't, I can't open up this image for some reason. Let me try to zoom in. <laughs> okay man, you know, PCs. Anyway, um <clears throat> what was it? We got say? three. Yeah, we got 320 to center, 300 down the line. So the, the the Rangers down center field, the Rangers are 280, then it goes to 300, then it goes to 320. And down the foul lines, it's 260, 280, and 300. So I guess further equals a different amount of points. I guess it's all about collecting points. Okay. Um, one thing I haven't been able to figure out, Manny, is why. Why are they doing so- this? 
I don't I don't hate the idea to be honest with you. But could you real quick could you just tell us who who's in this who's who's participating and who's representing who? All right, so we have a Red Sox team, a Yankees team, Dodgers, and a Cub team, Cubs. Uh, for the Red Sox, you want me to just go through the MLB legends, or you want me to go through um, everybody? Nah, just give me the legends. Okay, uh, Boston Red Sox MLB legend Johnny Gomes. Wow. <laughs> Chicago Cubs legend Gio Soto. Los Angeles Dodgers legend Adrian Gonzalez, probably the only legit uh, right. legend. Uh, and not even all for the Dodgers. Like, <laughs> so they couldn't get anybody else. But anyways, New York Yankees legend, MLB legend, Nick Swisher. So, so, so here's the thing. I don't hate. I don't hate the idea. I appreciate the effort. I think it's. I think it's actually a pretty good idea. Um, I think that I wouldn't call these guys legends. That's that's my first thing. And um, also, I wonder. I know that baseball is always like kind of stuck on nostalgia, like as a big nostalgia sport. But wouldn't it have been way more entertaining if Ken Griffey Jr. participated? Like, like bring back real stars from back in the day that yeah. that can still play. Alex Rodriguez, although again, why would he? Why would he do that? But still, listen, David Ortiz. It's just, I I just love how it doesn't matter if I bring it up or you bring it up. A Rod has to be talked about on this podcast. And that's what I love. <laughs> Manny that's what Ramirez. I'm here for. No, Manny can still play. For of course, Manny could still play. Uh, I don't know. Again, what brought this on? It's first time I, you know, when it was official that this is happening, it's the first time I even heard of it. I didn't know if there was like rumors going around that there would be a potential like home run door derby tour going on or something. But yeah, besides Adrian Gonzalez, I mean, not that those guys didn't have their moments in MLB, but besides Adrian Gonzalez, who more like a Padres legend, <laughs> yeah, I don't really know why they were the ones selected. I mean, you you Maybe. said it yourself, like. Frank Thomas. Maybe it's just maybe it's just like uh like these are the guys that would be willing to do it this year. But if this is successful, maybe they would be able to get some better guys involved in this. I was even mm. thinking like why not well, you don't I guess you don't want guys to get injured, but I was going to say like why not young like young players, like like up and coming players. This could be a, a way for them to show like kind of showcase themselves or you could put like, I don't know, like like uh, like prospects that people are looking forward to seeing. Like Jason Dominguez would be would have been interesting to see in here or something like that. But then like well, teams aren't gonna be aren't gonna want to risk like sending these guys off to. I think they're going to to Mexico. They're going all over the place uh, to do this. Um, they probably don't want to risk them getting hurt or anything like that. Well, here's 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 something else too. Like, um, it's called Home Run Derby X, but it doesn't really look like it's a home run derby i don't think everybody on the list that's going to participate can hit it that far we'll, we'll, we'll wait and see but i think the idea of a home run derby is a good idea but for that to happen they would have to get some you know some more well-known former players that were actually known for hitting home runs or like you said get some prospects that you know do otani like things when it comes to hitting home runs you know, like 450 feet bombs, stuff like that. Otani and A Rod in the same segment. <laughs> I mean, you like that? You like how I fit that in? Getting there? hot flashes, man. 
Um, yeah, I don't hate the idea. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna poop on this idea yet. I'm interested. I think baseball is acknowledging by doing something like this that they have a popularity problem. They're trying to do something new, do something different. Um, sure, yeah, it's true. N- none of the other sports are doing stuff like this, but th- they kind of are. Like you have the NFL has the XFL and the USFL. Um, the NBA has the big three tournament, which can be entertaining sometimes, and they bring back old stars in the NBA. Um, so I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Yeah. And, it, you know, I'm sure we're going to be talking about this. Like people are going to tune in to see what this is all about. We'll talk about it. I'm intrigued. Let's move on to the two hole or, as I said before, two holes. Pujols returns. Got it? Two holes. Anyone? That was good. Okay. All right. Uh, I heard it. I heard it the first time. All fair, man. I was cracking up. You weren't, but that's fine. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> they don't know that, though. <laughs> Albert Pujols is back, ladies and gentlemen. And he's not only is he back, he's with the St. Louis Cardinals talking about bringing back old players, um, some retro stuff. I listen, I interviewed Albert Pujols last year. I, I respect Albert Pujols. I have a story to tell about Albert Pujols that I think I said in another episode. I'm not going to say it again here, but I will be talking to my children about what happened with Albert Pujols. But with all due respect, and I hope that this doesn't get me in trouble or anything, but I'm pretty sure that Albert Pujols isn't. I'm sorry, man. I, I like I'm now. I'm sold that he's not the age that he claims he is. I think he's older than that. Like there's there's just I don't know, man. Yeah. Not that I that saw changes. Him running off a field after a single, and I was just like, no, man, that's not how a 42 year old man runs. Like, who's, who's like who's, my dad? Like straight up, like my dad, who's been on a MLB roster for the last like, I don't know, 20 years at this point, almost. Yeah, um, more than 20. I think 2001 was his first season, right? It doesn't change. Nothing will ever change what Albert Pujols was in his prime probably the greatest hitter of all time or you could go one step further you know the fact he has championships under his belt let's just say one of the greatest baseball players of all time not just not just an offensive threat but when i when i was on social media and i found out that albert pools is signing back with the cardinals and i think people were obviously super excited i love albert pools I, I i want him to to continue playing as long as he can but it didn't look right he doesn't look right in a baseball uniform. No. He's a little he he let himself go more what if he I don't know if they just weren't generous to him in that picture. If they didn't do him the Kim Kardashian effect and photoshop him a little to look a little slimmer, but he just didn't look he looked he like a like a little league coach out there. <laughs> and so you and I have kind of criticized him not 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 for his play or anything like that, not for the kind of person that he is cuz you know, by all accounts, he's he's a he's a gentleman. Um, but by the fact that he's kind of let himself go in terms of his fitness and stuff, and I don't know if like injury is keeping him from working out as hard as he possibly could. But there was a video on Instagram that I saw today, and I wish I had saved it to to show. But he was running in it looked like a highway, a really busy street with his trainer with like chains, like dragging chains. So it seems like he's trying to do something to you know to stay in shape. Maybe we're just being a little too harsh. I would just think that a man of his age who is uh, 
21 home runs shy of 700 home runs for his career that he would have come back this year that he would have been like rocky in the off offseason like running up mountains with a beard on and stuff and yeah i don't mean to good to get into shape like prime shape i don't mean to bring a rod into this and i know era was probably on I know Arrow was probably on some Biogenesis gummies at the time, but you know ne you'll never catch A Rod even in his retirement looking like Albert Pujols. Now I'm not saying I know we are being we are being harsh to a legend of the game, is, but man, you got it. You got to get rid of that gut, Pujols. I'm sorry, man. I don't like it. <laughs> and I get it, man, because Dominican food. There's nothing like Dominican food, man. I found a spot out here, by the way. It's just off topic, but I was craving. Uh, Latin food, like back home in Jersey, New York. I live in Pennsylvania now, for those people who don't listen regularly. And um, back home, there's spots anywhere you can go get Dominican food, Puerto Rican food, Cuban food, whatever, Latin food, rice, beans, pernil, goat, oxtail, the works. Um, I found a spot here my barber told me to go to, and they had chivo, man. Dope. And I was just, and it was a Dominican lady, and it was like, I was like, I was in heaven, man. I was in heaven. Like I, and not only that, but you go from from to, to all my white people out there. I love you guys, but you go to like a white restaurant, like you go to Chipotle or something like that, right? And they give you like a little bit of rice, and it doesn't really have that much flavor and stuff. This Dominican lady, like packed, she could barely close the container with how much rice she put in. I was like, I'm in, I'm home here, man. This is this is I love it. It, it I was love amazing. It, man. Amazing. What's the place called? Damn, what was the place called? I don't oh remember. man, I know where it is, but I can't remember what it's called. Is your one? This is your one chance to plug in the name of the restaurant, but I'm sure I'm sure it'll come to you, Manny. Um, I'll find it. If you talk there, I'll find it. Now, since we ripped pools for a couple minutes there, and he is a legend, just want to throw this in the, in there. Last year, in 146 plate appearances against left-handed pitching, 930, 939 OPS. 13 home runs, 34 RBIs. Um, so he could still mash, you know? And I think the question is, Manny, do you think he'll get 700? Damn, I didn't know that. I didn't know those numbers last year. Yeah, left-handed pitching. That's, that's pretty good. That's impressive. Yeah. No, he 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 ripped it against uh against lefties. But um, you know, I don't know, man. I, I think he can help the Cardinals, obviously, in, in his situations, in those situations. Mm -hmm. But, um, man, I, I mean, he said this is going to be his last run. Uh, I don't want to just believe that he's going to come out with uh, 28 home runs out of nowhere. That's a good number. But what do you think? Do you think that he – where do you think he finishes? I just – like, now that you highlighted those splits – um 294 and it, yeah 294 against lefties with a 939 ops 13 home runs of his 17 last year came off of lefties i think the cardinals are probably just going to use them as a split like like they're going to split them with somebody in dh anytime they yeah. face a lefty put pujols out there as a dh um because of that i don't think he's gonna i don't think he's gonna reach the milestone i think if yeah. if come september the cardinals are out of it and he's like five home runs shy of it. Play him every day and see if he could do it. Um, yeah. But I, I just, I don't know, man. He needs 21 to reach 700. I just, 
when's the last time he even hit 20 home runs in a season? Let's see here. Last time Albert Pools hit 20 home runs in a season was 2019 in 131 games Pretty with cool. the Angels. Yeah, pre-COVID. Um, then he hit 31 in 2016, 40 the year before. Wow, 40 home runs with the Angels. Mm-hmm. Look at the RBIs he put up with the Angels. Yeah, man. He can 105, still, he can still 105, hit. 105, 119, 101. He can still yeah. hit. Sorry for the disrespect before, but I think if you saw the picture that I saw, you'd almost be like, <laughs> you're rich, man. I know, man. I, I And I feel bad because I brought it up. But um, no, he's to me, like, definitely the, the greatest hitter, I, I aside from Barry Bonds, the greatest hitter I ever saw in my life. Um. And I think when it's all said and done, I think the he's a, he's a top five player, like without a doubt. Um, yeah. This guy was competing with Barry Bonds on steroids for MVPs. Like exactly. if it wasn't for Barry Bonds taking PEDs, Pujols is the MVP in 2002, in 2003. Um. He was the MVP in 05, 08, 09. He would have had like five or six MVPs under his belt. Insane. He was that dominant. Yeah. Honestly. So I'm excited that he's back. Um, I'm happy that he's back. I kind of wanted this to to happen. I wrote a piece about it uh a few weeks before it happened. That that, that was that's one of my one of my wishes for this year was to see Pujols go out as, as a cardinal. So I'm excited about it. Um I hope he gets into into playing shape and i hope that he i hope that he reaches that that uh that 700 home run milestone then it would only be him ruth bonds and aaron and uh depending on how you feel you can take bonds out of there um although i think he's legit i need to correct myself because i don't know why i thought i had this wrong but uh he actually just needs 21 more home runs not that's right man i've only said that like three or four times man it's okay oh oh I was looking at I was looking at doubles. <laughs> you're listening. You're, you're listening. Um, I pay attention. All right, man. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older. But MIDI Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brian Cashman says some stuff, man. I just have to say, Cash, you better be careful. But let me just tell you what he said real quick. I'm not going to quote because I don't have it in front of me directly. But basically, the gist of what he said was, um, that if it wasn't for the Astros in 2017, that essentially that that drought, that that World Series drought that the Yankees uh, have wouldn't have existed. And he also was talking about how 
they did it the right way, that they built from within, that they drafted players. They weren't going out and signing big, big name free agents. Um, and there's a lot of points in there that that are true. It's true. He developed from inside, like the guys who were carrying the team in 2017 were the judges of the world, Severino, um, guys like that. Uh, Gary Sanchez was a beast in 2017. Even Greg Bird. I know that name is it's kind of funny now, but he hit, he hit, he hit a big home run in, in 17 to I think I think it was off of. Uh, it wasn't that game that Lindor tied it with a home run. What wasn't? Didn't Greg Bird hit a big home? Run? Yeah, Greg Bird did hit a big, big. Did. did hit a big home run in that series. Um, and yes, the Astros cheated in 2017. But even if they didn't cheat and the Yankees got past the Astros, let's say, are you like, are you really disrespecting that Dodgers team that much? Like you're, you're basically saying that. And yes, the Astros cheated in 2017. <laughs> Who's talking to you, Siri? But are you trying to say that the Yankees would have gone past the Dodgers like that, that easily? Yeah, no. That, I mean, that's that's one point. But do you think he just meant World Series job in the sense like having been back to the World Series? He he couldn't have just meant that. He he must have thought he must have meant like we would have won the World Series that year if it hadn't been for the Astros. I think it's BS because like that it went to Game Seven, if I recall. It went to Game Seven, um, and I think I think. Uh, I think the home team won every every game. Like the Yankees won all their home games, the Astros won all their home games. It was the opposite of 2019. For the yeah, but Astros. 2017 wasn't supposed to be the year that the Yankees went to the World Series and won it. They they had right. Matt Holiday as their DH, Chris right. Carter as their first baseman, right. uh, Ronald Torres played 108 games. I'm looking at Baseball Reference. I just don't know this off the top of my head, Manny. Man, you had me sold, man. I thought you you knew this. I was like, wow. He's no, from what I re- from what I remember, it wasn't a team that was put together with the expectations. Like nobody knew what Aaron Judge was going to be. That was his rookie year. He, After, he came up in sixteen and he struck out a lot. I remember, and then he yeah, came that's up in seventeen and was a beast. He struck out a lot. Exactly. But he, was, he was raking, Jake, and and Jake. and then players like Ronald Torres. I remember that. Like it wasn't it wasn't that they had him in mind to be a full-time player i think it kind of just fell that way and he was he was decent for them at the time and i think it was like a clubhouse thing and dd yeah. was coming into his own um but was also the, yeah go ahead i'm gonna just add like that was uh so in 2016 i think gary sanchez was called up he went on that tear yep. in september and and everyone was like whoa what whoa this is crazy and then 2017, he 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 ripped it, but we can't say for sure that Cashman knew that it was going to turn out like this. So right. I don't. That's BS. And the ju- a judge ordered. I think it was last episode I mentioned this, or it was two episodes ago. A judge ordered this this letter that has been sealed for two years. That that uh, Rob Manfred wrote to the to the Yankees. Regarding the whole sign stealing thing, so so we still don't know what was in that letter. Could the Yankees have done something worse than the Houston Astros? And you're gonna say something like this now, when that letter comes out, if it's worse than what the Astros did, he's gonna have to eat it. Like he's gonna yeah. he's gonna get like so much crap from people. I just wouldn't. What's the point of even saying that? Like you don't have to defend yourself, Cashman. Like you were part of the part of the reason. In the 90s, that the Yankees won so many championships when Steinbrenner was suspended for whatever he did with campaign finances and all that stuff. 
you and Gene Michael and the rest of the staff like built a team half within half with free agents that is probably the last dynasty we're ever going to see three consecutive championships uh four and five years um so you have nothing to prove like i don't i don't know why he's getting all defensive and stuff like relax so yeah so my theory on the letter with whatever is said on there is that it can't be as bad as the apple watch with red sox it has to be something he wouldn't say something like this right they and not just that but even aaron judge was you know since that whole astros thing has been vocal about feeling cheated you know about about the 2017 i don't know if it was about the mvp because he lost it to altuve or if it was about the the playoff run but um my guess is that it's something along the lines of like the apple watch and it's not it's not trash can banging that's my uh i don't know man with with stuff like that like so much has happened that now i don't i don't know if i would be surprised if the yankees did something worse like yeah i mean we'll talk about this later but like the whole will smith thing like people just surprise you at this point man i have no i i don't trust anybody anymore man i'm a i'm a i'm a pessimist now man welcome to the club man Couple of contract extension talks happening out there. DK. DK. Don't forget the hands, ladies and gentlemen. The Cleveland Indians and Jose Ramirez are in serious contract extension uh talks. Um Jose Ramirez has been one of the I wrote Jaram, by the way. I don't know I don't know why. It's Jose Ramirez, Joe Ram. Um Jose Ramirez has been one of the best players in baseball over the last five or six years super underpaid he deserves to get paid but it doesn't make sense to me that the cleveland guardians would when they're rebuilding would want to lock up would want to lock up more money on jose ramirez if you're truly rebuilding jose ramirez is how old is he is he in his 30s at this point he will be he is 29 Okay, 29, uh, 29. Okay, so he'll turn 30 this season toward the end of the year. Yeah, um, and he has uh, one more year left on. So this year, next year, he'll he so Cleveland still has him. It's possible that Jose Ramirez can continue being the type of player that he is, like elite defensively. He can hit anywhere on the field, doesn't strike out very much, hits for power, uh, has speed. His batting average isn't as great as you would think, but he's an elite player. There's no question about it. Um, but he is, you would think, you would bet on him starting to decline pretty soon, like in the next few years, hmm. maybe a year, maybe two or three years from now. So if you're the Cleveland Guardians, why aren't you seeking a trade? Because you could probably get a haul for this guy right now. I was going to say, could it be that the new trend in MLB is to extend these guys to a, a not that it, not that it's going to be a super team friendly deal, because I want Jose Ramirez to get get money right for the contract that he currently has. I mean, he's getting paid 12 million this year, 14 million next year. That, that's ridiculous. Uh, so could it be that the new thing in MLB is to tack on maybe five more years to Jose Ramirez so that when they do, in fact, go to trade him? They can get more. Could that be a new trend? If if Jose Ramirez was twenty three years old, I could see that. But he's twenty nine. He knows 
that he has a chance to make money now. So yeah. I don't think he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna lock himself down to a team friendly contract anymore. When he signed that extension with the, with with them before, he wasn't the Jose Ramirez that he that he's become now. And according to SpotRack, who's pretty good with their with their assessments of players, Jose Ramirez market value right now calls for him to make thirty point two million dollars a year. Wow. So he's yeah. getting he's getting paid twenty essentially twenty million dollars less than what he's worth. I guess team friendly contract was the wrong choice of words. I'm saying maybe maybe he's not that thirty mil maybe he doesn't sign a thirty mil a year type of deal and that in fact is like a good trade value at that point. But for all we know, maybe they are trying to uh, build around him too. Mm -hmm. I mean, he is in that prime age. You know, yeah. he plays good defense. A comp, real quick. Anthony Rendon, also twenty nine years old, gets thirty five million dollars a year. Wow. So, like Jose Ramirez has to look at that, and he he has to be telling himself, like, why am I going to sign an extension right now? Unless if these guys are going to give me. Say conservatively twenty five million dollars a year. I could see yeah. him saying like, "Okay, I'll I'll do that." Maybe if he's like a nice guy. It's got to be like a ten year deal then at that point. Yeah, and then at that point you're just you're you're just kind of rolling the dice. Like, what's he gonna yeah. be in ten years? He's not gonna be the same guy. No way. Yeah. Um. But I, you know, I hope he gets his money. Um. The other contract extension rumor going around is is Aaron Judge. Um. I said a couple years ago that I would have locked him down like two years ago, even though he was injury prone, just because you could have gotten him for for less money. At this point, Aaron Judge is is uh, if he can prove this season that he's not injury prone. Last year, he played an entire season. A lot of his injuries have been freak injuries, diving for the ball and breaking a rib. Um, he missed time because of COVID last year, I believe. He missed time because of COVID last year. Um, if he can stay healthy this season, I think he could he could he could make bank, man. He could make a lot of money. Um, according to Spot Rack, they're saying he's worth about twenty six point five million dollars per year. Um, I think he could get way more than that in the open I market. Agree. Definitely. Um, Especially I think he could get I think he could get more than that if he sort of falls off a little bit this year with injuries. In the open market, I think he could get that. If he goes yeah. out and performs like he did last year, which he had a great season last year, by the way, uh, he's definitely going to make more than that, yeah. Because Aaron Judge is... All 30. Yeah, he's older. Um, so you don't want to sign him up for, You don't want to sign him for a long-term deal at this point. He's also one of these big dudes, so his body will probably break down as he gets older. But now you have the DH in both leagues, too. So, like... True. He can go anywhere, essentially. Um, and he's going to, in a, a healthy year, he's going to give you 35, 40 home runs. He's going to hit close to 300. He's going to get on base a lot. He strikes out a lot, but he gets on base a lot. He's going to give you a 900 OPS, almost guaranteed. So, And he's also, in a lot of ways, a a good ambassador of baseball. Like, he's, you know, he's a very popular player. Like, I see a lot of judge jerseys outside of New York. Um, so I don't know what he's going to do. He says he wants to remain a Yankee, but I think he's not going to, he's not going to settle for, for anything. Yeah. No, nor should he is what nor I'm thinking. He, he right. shouldn't, he shouldn't do them any favors, man. They're the, they're the, 
what 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 was the uh the listing like the highest most valuable franchise most valuable in baseball? franchise yeah yeah. They're the most valuable franchise in baseball, but I think the Mets have the the owner who's most willing to spend. I don't think the Yankees – I've been telling you guys this for a very long time now, and when I say you guys, I'm talking about my fantasy baseball league, La, Las Bestias del Cibao, that these aren't the same Yankees, guys. They spend a lot of money, but they're not, they're not just going to go out there and throw money around. They're just not going to, man. They ain't going to. And I'm good with that. All right. Anyway. Next, you have Michael Conforto allegedly suffered a shoulder injury in January. This guy is a free agent. He's looking for a contract out there. He's probably the biggest name free agent that still hasn't signed with the team. And it looks like his value is going down, man. Uh, I think he's negotiating with some teams. But I don't think he's going to get anything near what he thought he was going to get. At this point, if I'm Conforto, I settle for like a one-year deal to try to prove myself. And test the market again next year. And I, I don't agree, know, man. I don't know what the market looks like for outfielders next year. But uh, what's your opinion? Uh, all I all I wanted to add to this is that I, I think I agree with you. I think I would uh, settle for the one year deal, hopefully to a contender, uh, to have some fun along the way, obviously. But um, I was I was kind of laughing when I got the notification because the only thing I can think to myself is why is this why is this news. Why is Scott Boris's text to, I don't even know who he texts, but it was sort of like Scott Boris reaches out and says that Michael Conforto suffered injury in January. <laughs> and you look at the, and you look at the news and it's just like a screenshot of a text. I'm like, there's no way for me to know if this is even real. Like, right. why is this news? Michael Conforto. like, <laughs> Yeah. And, and he would be competing with next year. If he tests the market next year, uh, Justin Upton, Charlie Blackman, Lorenzo Cain, Michael Brantley. Those are four guys already that are 36 and older. Uh, Will Myers, Jackie Bradley Jr. It's not a, I guess it's not a good market for outfielders. Joey Gallo, probably the best player of the list so far. Kevin Kiermeyer, Andrew McCutcheon, Tommy Pham. So he might be the best player in that, not the best player, but in terms of age, potential, like he'd probably get the most money out of all those guys that I've listed. Um, but it is a depressed market. But at this point, the market is depressed for him anyway. So roll the dice, go out there and uh se fue la luz. Yeah. Um, go out there, prove yourself this year, and test the market again next year, man. According to uh spot rack, his market value is six years, one fourteen million, average salary nineteen mil a year. It's not it's more than the than the qualifying offer that he turned down. I'll take it. Take it. It's a lot of comparable money. players: JT Romuto, Yasmani Grandal, Marcus Simeon. Really? George Sprinker? Really? I think Spot. I think Spotrack is a uh, messed up. It has Marcus Simeon as a one-year deal. I think they must be looking at what he did with Toronto last year. So much. But, uh, so much. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Charlie Blackman is is going to be thirty-six years old. Course, yeah. Course Field is a heck of a drug, man. <laughs> what if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation where it's not about mission statements but a shared mission at u.s customs and border protection we go beyond to protect more than borders from ship to shore air to ground cities to local communities cbp agents and officers are keeping people safe 
Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Can we talk about Will Smith real quick, man? Because... Hell yeah, we like can every, talk about Will Smith. Everybody's been talking about this, so people are probably sick and tired of hearing this already, but I think we should, I think we should talk about it a little bit. Yeah, I think our listeners want to hear what some bodegueros have to say about the matter. Uh, and it's not often that something in our culture happens that crosses over to all topics of conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, Manny, like the way I set yeah, you like, up there. Thank you, man. This is one of those events that uh, that I like. I don't want to exaggerate what happened. Like at the end of the day, it was a bad joke and a slap and some cursing. That's all it was. And stuff like that happens all the time in the world yeah but because it was on the stage that it was in the oscars because it involved probably the greatest comedian of all time and chris rock at least in the conversation for great you're just sitting there in the dark uh <laughs> comedians of all time and chris rock one of the greatest movie stars of all time maybe the the greatest movie star of our generation in terms of like how much money his movies have made every time somebody every time will smith comes out with a movie like people want to go watch it no matter what it is yeah. Um, and by the way, he's been making some pretty bad movies lately. King Richard is great, but before that, like there, there were some horrible movies in there. But yeah, I didn't watch it. Um, it it's what was one of those moments that you'll never forget. It like re- literally the world stopped and 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 discussed this for a couple of days. I feel like it's dying down now a little bit, but when it happened, I do watch the Oscars every year. I'm a part of an Oscar pool and we go to a friend's house every year to go watch the show. When it happened, I was in shock, man. I I was literally like, didn't know what to say or what to feel or whatever for a few hours. And even the next day was still top of mind. Like what happened? Because it was such, such a freak event, man. So for those of you who have been hiding under a rock, what happened was Chris Rock was up presenting an award for best documentary. He, of course, does Chris Rock's thing. He he cracks a couple jokes, roasts a couple of people, and he makes a joke about Jada Pickensmith. He says, Jada, Jada Pickensmith, I love you. J.I. Jane, too. Can't wait to see it. And everybody's laughing. Will Smith is laughing. Uh, but then all of a sudden, Will Smith is walking up on stage. And he slaps Chris Rock, walks back to his seat. And Chris Rock kind of like, for a moment, he thought it was a joke. But then he was like, wait a second. Like, Will Smith just slapped the shit out of me. And Will Smith is like, get your, get my wife's name out your fucking mouth. Says it two times. Um, and then you realize, like, oh, oh, my God. Like, that was real. The biggest movie star, the, a guy who's been working for almost 40 years to create this reputation of himself as as this like larger than life figure never anything bad have you ever heard about will smith doesn't really curse i don't think i don't i don't know if i've ever heard him curse maybe in bad he doesn't, he doesn't curse in his raps doesn't curse in his raps fresh prince of bel-air clean image uh this was going to be his night he was going to win the oscar for king richard and he did worked all his life for this moment and this is when he cracks and it's just like I don't know, man. What for, before we go into like what we think happened and everything? Like, what was your reaction when you found out? 
Yeah, I didn't uh, watch the Oscars. I, I don't know remember the last time I actually sat and watched the Oscars. Uh, and I still didn't watch any, any other parts of the Oscars. But I did watch this clip like 100 times already. And uh, I'm, I'm, I felt all sorts of ways about it. I didn't feel right. I love Will Smith or I used to hold Will Smith to a higher standard because I feel like he's Will Smith, you know, like he's, yeah. he did all these good movies or at least movies that I thought were good. I mean, I thought Bad Boys 2 and Bad Boys 3 were like kind of I thought Bad Boys 2 was a good movie, but then I watched it recently. It wasn't that good. Uh, right. Bad Boys 3 was not that good either. I thought it was kind of I didn't, I didn't see Bad Boys 3. I like I kind of don't want to because I loved Bad Boys so much and Bad Boys 2. When I saw it, I liked but I know when I think back on it now, I'm like, I know that that movie probably wasn't good. It was such a big, it was such a, I think the point is Will Smith is, is good in my book. Like as far as uh, where you're going to get in a movie, um, like his, as an entertainment, I think Will Smith is as good as it gets. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and especially as, as like you said, he's, he's like the good guy as a celebrity. So when this happened, man, I just thought it was really, really heartbreaking. To be honest. Yeah. And I, in the moment when it happened, we were all kind of trying to figure out what happened. Like, why, you know, and then I, I remembered reading a story about Jada Pinkett and her, is it Pinkett or Pickett? Uh, I'm going to go with Pinkett. All right, Pinkett. Um having alopecia and i was like oh wait a minute there's something there was something about her hair there's a reason why she shaved her hair off somebody looked it up oh she has alopecia in the moment i thought to myself did chris rock go too far with that joke and i kind of like said to myself it was like almost convincing myself he went too far with that joke and that's why will smith did what he did that's the only explanation although yeah. although i still didn't think that will smith acted just like in the right way in my mind if he was offended by it you should have waited until commercial break he's will smith nobody's gonna stop him from going backstage i need to talk to chris hey chris listen man you went too far with that joke blah 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 you know what i mean address it man to man that way but to fucking go up on the stage and slap this guy like you couldn't even dignify him with a like with a punch you know what i mean like i don't know man you might as well have been wearing white gloves and like taking his white gloves finger by finger and slapped him with the glove. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I challenge I, you to a duel. Like, yeah. Like, uh, the fact that he went up and smacked Chris rock in front of him. <laughs> I'm laughing about it now because it's like, why, why did that have to happen to Chris rock, man? Of all people. I like, I like, no. I love Chris rock. I love his stand up. Uh, I can't wait to see what his stand up is going to say about this, by the way. But like, it was so sad, man. I feel so bad for him for getting smacked in front of everybody as, as if he was like a peasant. Yeah. To the to the king, Will Smith. So now I'm feeling yeah. some type of way where I feel like I can no longer look at Will Smith as I did before, man. And I, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Um, I will throw in this quick bit of trivia here, Manny. Chris That's Rock good. and Chris Rock and Jada Pinkett Smith. Worked on the Madagascar movies. Did you know that? I did not know that. No. Yeah, man. I didn't know she was in that. So could it be that because of their lifestyle, Jada got with Chris Rock at some point doing these movies? She couldn't resist. He's a funny guy. And 
Will Smith knows about it. So when it sort of clicked in his brain that she was pissed because a former, you know, fling was making fun of no. her, he's like, no, okay, reaching. No. no, I think, yeah, no, no, no. I don't think no? that's gonna happen. No, no, I think like obviously I'm not I'm not a psychologist. We're not psychologists. We're not therapists. That that's you know we're just armchair experts here, real quick. I honestly, I think that this past year has been a rough one for Will Smith. I think that the revelation that Jada Pinkett ha- had a relationship with, I don't know what the guy's name, the guy, the the dude's name August is. Alcina. There you go. For a while, it seems like she was having that affair with that guy um, and ended up having to bring Will Smith into her show, Red Table Talk, which I think is a Facebook show, if I'm not mistaken to discuss this relationship and to then go on to say that they they have an open relationship. And from my understanding, Will Smith doesn't necessarily partake. It's more Jada. And it's, it was with that guy, August. Um, she kind of made a like he looked like a fool in a way when that happened. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the bio, the book that they that he wrote, the bi- autobiography or whatever about his life, the Fresh Prince reunion, which overall was good, but the, the relationship with with uh, Aunt Viv, the original Aunt Viv, um, a lot of this stuff just kind of it seems like it culminated, and then here here he is, the biggest moment of his life, and it seems like the pressure got to him. But then, like you look at the moment when it happened, and you break it down, and you see how he reacted when the joke was said. He looked like regular old Will Smith. And the angle that we saw initially, uh, he's laughing, and then they kind of cut to Jada looks pissed off, cut to Chris Rock, and then Chris. Then you see Will Smith come up to the stage. But then another angle came out that we saw yesterday where it's from behind Will Smith and Jada. And when Will Smith went up and smacked him in the face, the whole crowd laughed, and Jada did too. Like, she was kind of laughing. And she he comes back to the seat and starts cursing. And then Chris Rock said something and everybody's like almost started laughing again. And so did she. It was a weird angle. Like she never tried. She never tried to stop him. She never tried to. It was almost like I don't listen. I don't want to be this guy that makes like that blames the woman for stuff like this. Like I I don't I don't want it to come off that way. But it almost seemed like. Like she enjoyed it or something like that, like. Yeah, I don't know, man. Very weird. It felt uh, so, like she, it feels like she has some power over him, and she's not afraid to like wield that power. Am I going yeah. too far? Is that a stretch? No, this is a stretch, man. It was all fixed right from the beginning. No, <laughs> I'm I'm joking. No, honestly though, man, what's scary about this whole thing? I'm gonna take this way left field at this point. It's kind of scary that rich people sort of had an eye or ear to the to the twitter world or the social media world and sort of saw like what type of response this generated and i wouldn't be shocked if from here on to the next you know 50 60 years we're going to see similar events play out and i think those will sort of be like you know uh planned pre-planned events you think it just has an event you think this is going to become like wwe no, I'm not saying it's going to become WWE. Uh, I'm saying that we could expect to see random events of shock value like Will Smith's, but it'll never, it might never be what the Will Smith thing was because I think that one was actually kind of natural. It looked like raw human emotion was on display right there, right? The no, way that I, Will, 
I think he I think he literally snapped. Yeah, I think he in snapped. that moment. Like I've, I, I've always talked about here I go, man. I'm gonna make this is a stretch here. And then I think we should wrap it up. Like we'll we'll each give each other's like final opinions and then move on from this because there is another thing we need to talk about. But yeah. um I've always said this, like ready? Mass shootings. All right. Okay. A lot of people wonder or they think about like what like what happened to that person that they got to the point where they picked up a gun, went to a crowded location and started shooting people down. Because something at some point and then you hear a lot of things about sometimes not all the time about how like there was no indication uh the person was normal and there's that phrase going postal, right? Mm-hmm. Um So here's where I'm making the connection. Did Will Smith in that moment go postal? Like, did he just, was it an out-of-body experience where his emotions just got the best out of him and he could not control it? And, and, and if, and like the next day he woke up and said to himself, what the fuck was that? Like, why did I do that? You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. If he had like a gun, would he have been shooting people down? That's what I, I'd have to think that if he's willing to just, tarnish his reputation in front of the world like that yeah i think if he maybe if it was something else like he ran into chris rock at uh i don't know like where where do rich people shop you know wherever they farm the whatever farmer's market they roll into and he sees chris rock and he sort of cracks the joke by the way it wasn't even a harsh joke no it wasn't that bad man yeah it's like it could have been way worse and we discussed how how bad it could have gotten how bad give us one man I mean, he could have just easily been like, hey, what? <laughs> yeah, not falling for that one, man. <laughs> he could have been like, he could have been like, oh, well, like, I see you brought your little brother. Or... <laughs> I know it wasn't that bad. And it wasn't even like it wasn't an insult to her alopecia. It was just she's she's a woman with a close crop. She looked like she has a crew cut, like a, a look that I've seen her. Haircut. A look that I think I've seen her uh, wear before, before all of this. I didn't know she had alopecia, by the way. And, so, and I'm innocent. And by the way, GI Jane isn't about like, um, is it's not like Tropic Thunder, that movie that uh, Ben Stiller, like you know, you have to play the the R word, the retard. That word is like not acceptable anymore to get an Oscar or whatever. It's not like she was making a like that movie is yeah making a fool out of you know it's about a strong woman who's in the army you know what i mean that that's combating alongside other men you know yeah so like, like and i'm not trying to say that 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 chris rock was trying to like elevate her in the moment he was he was roasting her he he was making a joke about her but that's you know how many jokes how many times how many people were roasted that night like yeah, and again, on top of all that, they made like four Madagascar movies together. So I'm pretty sure they know each other. I mean, if anything, if Jada took that the wrong way, then I mean, bad on her is what I'm saying. Now, just to wrap she, up. The point and by the way, like, she wasn't the one that got up and slapped him. So the reason why yeah. I'm saying Jada is because of of the history, the 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 affair. Yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff about what her and Tupac used to date or whatever, and she would talk about Tupac in front of Will Smith and stuff. Like I feel like she. In in to me, I, I don't feel it's hard to make me feel emasculated. Like you know, you have to try really hard to do that. I'm a pretty 
effeminate type guy. <laughs> okay. I'm not afraid to cry and stuff like that. Um, I'm not afraid to say I've never been into a fight. This is going to be horrible, man. This is going out into the public. But anyway, but for some guys, it's easy to make you feel uh, emasculated or like you're not man enough or whatever. And I feel like the, I feel like there's been a lot of moments in their relationship where where I can see why Will Smith would feel that way. So that's why I'm bringing Jada Pickett Smith into this a lot because of the affair, because of the red table talk, because of all this stuff paired with the biggest night of his life. Was it all just too much and it all boiled over? You know what I mean? Rock made the joke. He looked over at his wife. She didn't look so happy. And it just like, boom, like that was it. It put him over the yeah. top because earlier in the night, they made, they made a joke about their open marriage and there was no slap until Chris Rock made the joke. I think it was just too yeah. much. I think he literally snapped. I think, I think that's it. But, you know, and yeah, it's too it bad like, because I wish it wasn't Will Smith, man. Of all the people, like, yeah. And look, look, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to say this was set up. I don't think this is set up, but I just feel like you can't ignore the the shock that this had on the world, and that you know, marketing is is like a trillion dollar industry and. Am I the only one that thinks that this could be used for for the wrong reasons, like this type of event? Like you might catch Kim Kardashian one day smacking, I don't know, the president at some point, and that that's going to be like the next thing. I feel like social media keeps pushing the boundaries of like this this like uh, viral thing. So yeah, that's that's our opinion on the whole Will Smith thing. Maybe we talked about it longer than than we should have, but. Uh... I, I don't know. Man. I think it's going to be a while before Will Smith can like fix his image after this. I think he really did some damage there. Um, I agree. And I look forward to hearing what Chris Rock has to say. He he did he did address it briefly. He didn't really say anything, but he was at, in Boston yesterday, uh, yesterday, Wednesday. It was his first show post Oscars. And he was just like, hey, what a weekend, huh? Like, and he was like, yeah. I'm going to address this at some point. Um, but I can't, I can't do it right now. Like, I'm just not ready to address it right now. So, um, we await what he has to say. I'm sure that there's going to, a comedy hour is going to come out of this and, uh, hopefully they let bygones be bygones and move on from this. But that was a crazy yeah. moment. I'll never forget it. <laughs> One more thing. DK. I don't know if you heard, but. Bruce Arians is not won't be coaching the Bucks next year. He's moving up to the front office. DK, Tom Brady and he were butting heads. There were some issues going on there. I don't know if it's true, but that's what I'm hearing through the grief. I did not I did not hear about this, man. This is this is a true DK right here, man, because I had no idea. I thought winning just, a Super Bowl was was a remedy for any such right? turmoil you know well tell uh bill belichick right like i'm starting to wonder is what is it with brady and coaches like you couldn't you could because the reason why he left new england is because him and belichick weren't seeing eye to eye um and now this whole bruce arians thing but now but then bruce arians says people gotta people gotta write shit and it couldn't be further from the truth but you just won a super bowl you've only been there for three i think three years maybe five years i'm not sure exactly how many years you've been there for um you said 
recently that you weren't planning on stepping down. Brady retires, suddenly comes back, and now you're moving into the front office. It just doesn't make sense. Something something doesn't make sense here. Um, you're onto something. I feel like I'm onto something, man. I feel like we need to investigate this further. Maybe you can t- call your people. I'll call my people. We'll uh, be smart. We'll figure this out. But uh, I don't know, man. Good for Todd Bowles, man. He went from coaching the Jets a couple years ago to he's a Super Bowl contender now all of a sudden. Yeah, his uh, the way he runs his defense is great. I just remember him being really boring on interviews. Yeah. Um, and then speaking of uh, Super Bowls and playoff teams, the Buffalo Bills got a rule in their favor, man. Starting next year, both teams will get an opportunity to touch the ball in overtime in post in playoff games only, not during the regular season. Tell me how you feel about that, bro. Yeah. I don't really feel any different or any. <laughs> I mean, Luis is a, a Buffalo Bills fan, by the way. I've heard this. I've heard this argued a lot, Manny. Like, um, in that case, for the Chiefs, they scored first. So let's say it's this year now. The Bills are playing a different type of game at that point. So it's still whoever wins the coin toss to score first. Not that it doesn't. That doesn't necessarily mean they're going to score first. But they're playing a different game at that point. I just don't know what the answer is, man. I still think that a quarter. Uh, the, the only answer is play a quarter, a shorter quarter. That rhymes. Okay, but you know, there's still a chance that it could still be tied after that. Um, then you keep playing. I mean, I'm sorry, guys. Like, this is professional sports. Like, you have to resolve it at some point. I don't think. I I understand the point, and I don't want to rehash everything that happened in that game again. But people keep saying, oh, well, the Buffalo Bills shouldn't have allowed a touchdown in 13 seconds. I get it. But if the roles were reversed, if it was the Bills who were down and they had 13 seconds to score a touchdown on the Kansas City Chiefs, I feel like the Bills would have done it, too. I feel like both defenses were depleted at that point and they were just giving up everything. Like, I just don't think that you can leave it up to chance like that in baseball. You know, if a if a pitcher gives up a home run a game leading home run in the top of the ninth inning you don't just say well he shouldn't have given up that home run man we lost the game like no you still have a chance to come back you might come back and and hit a home run too like you you give the other team a chance in my opinion and i i feel like it just i feel i feel like it's cheap to end the game the way that game ended to just you win a coin toss you score a touchdown game over like it just doesn't make any sense to me Okay, listen, I'm still heartbroken about the game. I can't really, I mean, I got tears almost coming down my eyes, man. And it has nothing to do with the Bills. I would say that if it was any other team, like I'm not a fan of the Bills. I'm not a fan of the Chiefs. If it was, I and, and you know what? During that game, I, I believe, I'm not going to go back and look at my tweets because there's too many of them, but I believe I said this, watch this game end on some cheap like coin flip stuff, and it did. That's exactly what happened. Every time it happens in football, I tweet the same thing because I hated overtime rules in football since I started watching football whenever the hell that was. It's so stupid. It doesn't make any sense. It's the dumbest rule in sports. Well, listen, I know you feel that way. Hockey players play like 10 OTs, and they're, they're tired as hell, too. I think I mean yeah just to give it up to football players I think I think they're they could play 
but I think you're, it's going to come at a cost. Like I think you might lose a couple players just to pure exhaustion. Then you, know, uh, you better, you better fucking stay now, healthy. Again, hockey. Have you watched the hockey game? Hockey's a hockey's tough too, and aggressive and hard. And they play until the game is over. No, I get that, man. I mean, I'm not trying to make excuses for anybody. Your opinion of that, the way those games play out is one way. I can only speak of the Bills game because it's the one that's etched in my brain. And I think the Bills defense messed up. And uh, with this new rule, I don't think it really solves anything. Like everybody was screaming, oh, both teams should get a chance to score. But I mean, if we like extrapolate or whatever the word is to what the outcome of the game might have been, I mean, the Chiefs just win the game. 10 minutes later in that case is the way I look at it because they still or won not. this. They still or, won the or not or, or Josh Allen gets the ball and suddenly the Chiefs defense. Yeah. Not to get into this again, but they, not to get into this again, Maybe. but the Bills had four quarters to make a stop. They had four quarters to make a so stop. Did Manny. The Chiefs. So did exactly. The exactly. We did it. They, Let's move on. I don't want to keep doing this. We yeah, can't we can't keep doing this. We can't, man. We're gonna. I just want you to know, I'm sw- I'm sweating all over here now because we're having <laughs> gonna, this conversation. You happy? You know what? You know what this? You know what this means then? Wait, what time? Oh no, we gotta we gotta close, man. All right, we gotta go. Peace out, Perfect everybody. Time. Peace. <laughs>